This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani broadcasting to you from Albany, New York, the capital of the state of New York, once called the Empire State. Now struggling for that title as people leave in record numbers. This is the Rudy Giuliani Show. Now we've got plenty to cover today about New York, about America, about the world. Because our America is in trouble. <clears throat> you can see it. Uh, I guess the thing that highlights it the most. I mean, maybe there are two things that highlight it the most. The extraordinary amount of crime that is going on in this country without the president lifting a damn finger to do anything about it. No legislation, no help for the police, nothing. Not even statements of support withdrawing his comments about police officers being uh, systemically racist. But let, let, So I pick some cities sometimes and other cities other times. Well... Last night in former police officer Mayor Adams in New York City, five people were shot in Upper Manhattan and the Bronx. That's, that's, that's good. Five people are shot. I mean, this is, this is uh, cr crazy. Police officer goes out on his first day, his first day, and he's beaten and assaulted in, a, in attempting to... Uh, Subdue a guy who has a history of arrest connected to attacking police officers. I wonder, I don't have the records, but I wonder, just wonder, if he wasn't uh, set free by the uh, dishonest, disloyal, oath-breaking DA of Brooklyn. Uh, would not, uh, uh, would not. It would not surprise me if this guy isn't let out again so he can beat up more cops because it seems to me that uh, the Democrats in the city don't seem to mind if cops get beaten up as long as criminals are let out. Nor do they do a hell of a job on Rikers Island where they had their eighth murder of the year. I, I, I will tell you that under me, the violence in Rikers Island went down 90%, and I give a great deal of that credit to Bernie Carrick who maybe they could call up, and in about two hours, he could give them a couple of instructions on how to run Rikers Island. You see, Democrats in New York, city, state, country, most cities, are incompetent. I know they don't like to hear it, but when the hell have they ever run a government effectively, efficiently, and brilliantly? Never. Because they are... Liberals to start with, that's when they were okay. Even then they were incompetent managers because they had uh, impractical ideas. And uh, the minute you start applying the impractical ideas, you start destroying people. 
That's how Ed Koch became a conservative. It was easy in Congress to say all these stupid things about everybody should get everything they wanted and uh, money grows on trees and we, should, we, should, we shouldn't be bad to criminals. You become mayor of a city and you realize, unless you're a de Blasio or Adams, that that doesn't work. Um, and here we got the perfect example of the stupidity, silliness, and the reason why, uh, let's, let's call them left-wingers, liberals, and progressive, should really not, and maybe not too many legislators, should ever be given executive power. A left-wing state lawmaker who's pushed, this is from the New York Post, uh, who's pushed for cutting a police funding, has just moved out of her district because it's not safe. I, I, I didn't make that up. Do you realize how ridiculous the Democrats you vote for are? And do you realize how you've been brainwashed to vote for them for years and years and years? New York City voted against Abraham Lincoln. We've been so brainwashed as Democrats. It took for me to get elected. It took two massive riots in the city. 2,000, I mean, 8,000 people had to die before you elected me. Uh, do you realize how incompetent they are? And they don't love you. They don't try to help you. If they were trying to help you, it wouldn't have been me who cleaned up Harlem. It would have been Charlie Rangel. Charlie helped himself. Didn't help you. Many of them are like that. Those, those places that we're talking about wouldn't be like that if they were honest politicians. So this U-Line uh, New, a Democrat from Lower Manhattan, that uh, she's in favor of defunding uh, the p p p police. But now things have gotten so bad in her di district uh, that it, um, she's decided to go live in the financial district with her, uh, with her tech bro, then fiance, whatever that means. Well, apparently, whatever, I mean, I don't care about that part of it, but this is what we call a phony, phony, Hip, hypocrite, not suited for public service, like uh, the one and only Lori Lightfoot, who had one of the great moments of the pandemic when she closed down Chicago for people, for women in particular, getting their hair done, and then she would go every week secretly to get her hair done, and when she was caught, Rather than saying, gee, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done it, she said, well, the mayor has to look good, basically, and all the rest of you can look like whatever. You don't count. I am an important Democrat. I am Kathy Hochul. I can spend anything I want on the Buffalo Stadium, and my husband can take down all the money he wants as part of the concession. And by the way, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> the press doesn't even ask because we have them in our pockets. That's a little bit the way Zeldin must feel from last night's debate where the New York Post did not report on the debate that took place, but on the debate that I guess they had promised Zeldin's people was going to take place. I am so disappointed in the New York Post. It's all we got left. Go read any other account of that debate and Zeldin got kicked around the stage. He hardly made it off the stage. And uh, it, and the night before, I mean, you know, you could say 
maybe I'm a bit prejudiced that it was Andrew who caused it because Andrew hit him with a blockbuster question that's still uh, going viral. And maybe it's the thing that started him reeling. But last night he got hit uh, even harder by Astorino and Wilson. I mean, they banged the living daylights out of him. And there were points at which he was almost, you couldn't understand what he was saying. And, and he doubled down. He doubled down on his lie of the night before. Now, this is really stupid. This, I mean, I, I, I don't like liars. Liars shouldn't be in government. Not, no, no, not, not liars about important things, you know, not talking about social lies. I'm talking about policy lies. But um, God, there, there are two reasons why he shouldn't be in office. He's a liar and he's a stupid liar. He lies about things that are on tape. So Andrew asked him, with the skill of a cross-examiner, okay, I'm proud of him, uh, did you ever refer uh, to any of the remarks of President Trump as racist? To which he began with the usual, uh, the usual slimy politician's answer, uh, 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 I don't recall. Uh, but, uh, you know, people define things, and but I didn't, and other people define things, but I didn't. Uh, you just follow it up immediately with his appearances on CNN where he says, he even, the word, that word define must have stuck in his liar's head. Because back then, when he accused Trump of, using, of being racist, uh, he said, that's the way I define it. So he's a liar. He lied again last night. He repeated it last night. But the uh, but the um, real damage was well. Let's play this piece first. Let's paste the piece that really started the whole uh, destruction of Lee Zeldin. I mean, according to one of New York State's most um, most revered journalists, I'll reach you in a moment. I mean, Zeldin has basically been wiped out. So let's go to this. Let's go to the. Let's go to the cut in which it all began and sort of got continued last night. Lee, have you ever called President Trump, Lee, have you ever called President Trump's past statements racist? I don't recall. It's the way that the person who def- who's defining racism, that's how they end up calling President Trump's comments racist. Donald Trump made a comment that is the textbook definition of a racist comment. Do you agree? The way I subjectively define racism, uh, I agree as well. And I'm not going to defend uh, his tweet. Uh, it was ugly. That was the uh, cut of Lori Lightfoot, who we talked about before, who has the only uh, hairdo in uh, Chicago, telling us why, and uh, this is worth uh, covering for sure, why uh, the police in Chicago will no longer chase criminals. I, I repeat it. The police in Chicago will no longer chase criminals. Now, there is a bit of a caveat there, which is if it looks like they're going to commit more crimes while they're running, then I think they have the right to chase them. But, I mean, I guess they have to be shooting while they're running to know they're going to commit more crimes. Can we be dumber? Is it humanly possible in the combination of Adams and and Lightfoot as mayors that they can be dumber. Adams sets out a plain clothes unit to go get guns and he puts uniforms on them. That's just plain dumb. He won't reignite, uh, 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 
He won't reignite a stop and frisk because he refuses to acknowledge that eight years before it was declared unconstitutional, there was a constitutional stop and frisk approved by Eric Holder. Now, it happens to have been mine. I got the approval from Eric Holder and Janet Reno by arguing the case myself because I was, I was a capable mayor. And I didn't spend most of my time, you know, going out at night and wearing uh, all sorts of um, uh, handmade suits. This is a disgrace what these Democrats are doing to us. You have got to get rid of them. We'll be back with more of that as soon as this break is over. Rudy Giuliani. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Rudy Giuliani back again uh, with you. And, uh, you know, that... that, that, um member of the state legislature that I told you moved out of her district because it was not safe enough, although she supported defunding the police. Uh, 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 She's running for Congress. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wants to see if we can defund the whole United States, I guess. And I don't know where she's going to go live, but she'll go live uh, somewhere else. And, um, you know, I've been traveling all over upstate New York. I was in... um, I was in Rochester for a good deal yesterday and had dinner at a, had, had, had lunch at a wonderful place. And uh, what a great city. And I remember it as a great city. And now it's, it's, it's overwhelmed with crime. It's a tragedy. You'd want to cry if you looked at it. And you want to cry for the people who are brainwashed into voting for these Democrats. Just like we are. I mean, look, how ridiculous was it to, uh, uh, to vote for Adams? And not Curtis Slewa. How how ridiculous. I'm still asking for the arrest that Adams made as a cop. But he can't do anything right. I mean, he makes a lot of noises and he says a lot of things, but he doesn't show any results except minor little puny results. Crime is going up. And he's and he's basically he's basically playing it. There's a reporter of long note in New York, uh, known as uh, New York State, covers New York State politics called Lonsbury. And he wrote an article after the debate last night, con- very contrary to the, to the article that Zeldin must have written for the Post. Because he left the stage, I could see him visibly shook up because he was beaten to a pulp, uh, really by Wilson and um, who he insists on calling a liar all the time, uh, and, um, and Rob, who he also calls a liar, uh, Andrew, he doesn't attack as much. Um, I thought the first two times, because Andrew was in a box. <laughs> Third time, I don't, but he, he loves to call them liars. He calls Rob, uh, Rolex Rob, and since no one knows what that means, you know, you deliver a negative, you got to explain what it means. It sounds just stupid. It sounds like, 
sounds like he's in the third grade. Rolex, Rob, Rolex, Rob. And I mean, Astorino beat the crap out of him about how he supported Cuomo. And then he has this distorted uh, discussion where he says, I didn't vote for the Cuomo budget. I voted for our budget. Well, it's true. The Republicans redid the budget. But then uh, Cuomo got it back. And he put more of his stuff back in. And then the budget they voted for, you, Lee, not a lot of, a lot of Republicans, but you, Lee, according to Astorino, were the third most uh, supportive of Cuomo in the legislature, which may be why, as uh, Wilson pointed out, you describe Cuomo as being a really, would be a really good president. I think a lot of elderly people and their uh, children would disagree with you about that, and possibly some women. I don't know. That one was a little harder to assess. Uh, and lots of people who do pay for play, like uh, oh, like some of the people that you work for on on the Republican side, and we're very close to not just the Democrats. That they they'd be happy with with that. And you were very happy with Cuomo. And you were very opposed to Trump until Trump went up by 10 plus in your district and you sure needed him. So you sucked around him and you defended him. But then you turned right away. Right away you turned. You wouldn't mention his name at the convention. You, wouldn't, you were told not to do it by the Republican chairman who's a rhino and you listen. And then you went and endorsed one of the biggest rhinos in Congress. Uh, who voted for the January 6th witch hunt and also voted for the inflationary human infrastructure bill. But um, when we come back, we'll play the, the one piece that I think will live with you forever because it isn't ra- it's rare that you catch a guy in such a clear lie and, and kind of a really bad one about something uh, very, very important. Because the last thing we need, we don't, we don't have to go all, through all this trouble as Republicans to fight these Democrats if we're just going to get our own version of, you know, what the Democrats do all the time, which is lie right to our face, even though there's a tape recording, you know, the way the, the, way the Bidens do. There's a tape recording showing, or there's text showing, that 30% of the 50% money is going to Joe Biden, and we make believe that Biden wasn't getting bribes. Because we got a, we've got a uh, rollover press. You got a rollover press, by the way. Because um, the post is up here. You know what? I don't know why. I have no idea why. I mean, why they want to do this after kind of screwing around with Adams? I don't know. But in any event, they are. And uh, they gave a version of the event, of the debate yesterday. You had to be in a different place. This guy was knocked around, and I'm telling you. I really do believe my son Andrew began it with the question we're going to show you later. And I don't think he ever recovered from that because it went viral. But last night it was Wilson and, um, and Astorino. And they had every right to gang up on him because he attacked them first. And they ganged up on him really good. It was like two against one, and I think they, they could have beaten him one-on-one. Strangest thing is, I've never seen this before, the three other candidates agreed on the stage. They voted three to one that the one guy that couldn't be governor was Zeldin. Now, and that included Andrew, by the way. Andrew and Rob Astorino and Wilson all agreed that uh, 
can't be spelled. And I, I know why they agreed, because I know the background of it. They don't like liars either. Uh, this is Rudy Giuliani, and I'll be back with you right after the break. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani, back uh, with you on uh, the Rudy Giuliani Show. And today we're coming to you from Albany, New York, which is another center of crime in Hochul's crime-ridden New York, which he does nothing about but make makes worse. So before I was talking to you about a reporter named Bob Lonsberry, who's been an Albany, New York uh, reporter on, America, on New York politics uh, for a long time, and I don't detect... Uh, much of a bias one way or the other in terms of Republican, Democrat, or whatever. But I'll just read you the very beginning of his observation of the two debates, which is quite different than you in New York might be subjected to with the New York Post. But look, you know you know, not to believe necessarily what you read. you got to read a lot of things. Uh, last night at the Kodak Center and last night at my house, it was the Newsmax debate, the first one before a live audience, and about three quarters through, the front runner wasn't the front runner anymore. At the Kodak Center, he became shrill, condescending, and attacking under pressure from his opponents. The crowd turned against him, and the dislike became very audible. When you're getting booed in front of an audience of the faithful, well, things aren't looking good for you. And at my house, as he became shrill, condescending, and attacking under pressure from his opponents, he lost my wife... And he probably lost me. It was a poor showing at an unsettled stomachs across Republican New York. It was like making the turn into the home stretch and realizing you're out of horse. <laughs> I know I made the case for Zeldin's cand- candidacy just two days ago, and I have done so before and repeatedly, but last night was ugly. Last night was where it got real. It was the pissy arrogance so common among New York governors on full display in the person of the guy who will probably lose if he's nominated by a very significant margin on November 8th. But first, the good news, what a refreshing experience for Republicans. Any one of the candidates on that stage would make an excellent governor. For this or any other state. That was the debate last night. That was the debate last night and the night before. And it started with the night before with the most extraordinary uh, exposure of a liar, because that's what happened halfway through the night before when um, the emperor uh, revealed that, uh, not that he doesn't have any clothes, but he doesn't have any integrity, which maybe is the reason why General Flynn, who was his commanding officer, is supporting Andrew Giuliani, who says would make a much better leader. So let's go to cut 19 and see the beginning of what uh, Mr. Lawrenceberry says is the end for Zeldin. Lee, have you ever called President Trump, Lee, have you ever called President Trump's past statements racist? I don't recall. It's the way that the person who def- who's defining racism, that's how they end up calling President Trump's comments racist. Donald Trump made a comment that is the textbook definition of a racist comment. Do you agree? The way I subjectively define racism, uh, I agree as well. And I'm not going to defend his tweet. Uh, It was ugly. That is the uh, question and answer where Andrew asks him, uh, did you ever call President Trump a racist? And he begins with, I don't remember. 
then uh, it's about how you define it. And I didn't define it that way. And no, I didn't. And then immediately, uh, immediately the, the montage that was put together shoots to him on CNN, where he directly, unequivocally, and without any doubt agrees that uh, Trump's remarks were racist and disgusting. He's disgusting. I believe that's, that was the beginning of the end for him. Uh, I think that they all saw blood, many of the other three candidates, because they saw the one thing that Republicans, I think, after what we've been through, can't abide. That's a liar. We're watching too much of it. I mean, we're watching too much of it with the, with the January 6th uh, uh, hearings. We're watching too much lying, too many liars. How, how can you possibly expect anyone to give any credibility to a hearing in which Shifty Schiff is participating? He could be um, the biggest liar in terms of stuff like this ever in the country, much worse than Joe McCarthy. I mean, Joe McCarthy was bad and did very bad things, but n- never lied in serial fashion like this. Plus, no accountability. McCarthy was held accountable. McCarthy was held accountable by a liberal press, and McCarthy was held accountable by his own Republican Party, including by the president, uh, Eisenhower. He never got away with, with that. I mean, remember, it's Shifty Schiff who told us that he had direct evidence of Trump being involved in Russian collusion, and that also he, did, he, he created the whole fiction over the, 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 the improper call to the president of the Ukraine uh, by bringing up a, 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 a so-called a whistleblower who you should realize was involved in trying to frame Trump five years earlier in the White House on the National Security Council. Now, Schiff knew that, which is why he never produced the guy. Schiff is about as crooked and slimy as they come. And then you got Rifkin, or Rishkin, or Rothkin, and the, and the chairman, all of them, big proponents of the big lie. The big lie is Russian collusion. Now, I have a little personal uh, feeling about this, because for years I was referred to as a Russian agent. Someone said to me today during one of the press, are you worried about what they're saying about you? I said, I have confidence in the American people. I've been, I've been up against these guys twice over Russian collusion and the, um, and the hard drive. And in both cases, they were lying, and I was 100% telling the truth. What do you figure is the odds the third time that I'm lying and the per- per- perennial liars are telling the truth? What do you think? You don't think they're creating the fiction of a crime? Of course they are. Uh, if they weren't, they wouldn't be excluding everything about Ashley Babbitt, would they? Please go to Rudy's, RudyGiulianiCS.com and watch my last two podcasts, which are doing extraordinarily well, thank God. Thank God, not, I don't mean that from a mercenary point of view. I mean that from the point of view of, this is the, we, we got to squeeze the truth out. We got censorship all over the place, including Fox. I got to get you that information from Lonsbury, you know, about how Zeldin got ripped apart last night. I got to get that out, you know, around the corner. You couldn't have watched that speech, uh, that debate without seeing this guy's handshake. Come on, this guy's not up to it. What the hell do you think his general said he shouldn't be a governor? Who would know better? I know people. I know him. 
I actually never thought he was quite this dishonest. It's rare that you catch a guy in lies like this, uh, this blatant. But when they're desperate, they do. And something about this guy is desperate. He keeps claiming he's the front runner. But then he, he always begins the attacks. You know, he always begins the attacks on w Wilson. I don't even know what it is that Wilson did wrong. I mean, he keeps calling him a crooked businessman or something. Or Wilson gives a perfect defense of how he was all, all he came out on his his way in court. I don't know. He he um, is all upset about some Rolex that uh, Astorino got. I mean, I, I I think it's been investigated. I think, but I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm really interested in a all that much in a Rolex when people are dying left and right in New York and Rochester is setting a record for murder. I think I'm more interested in who has the best who has the best program for reducing crime, and I think Andrew Giuliani's got that. I mean, I, I am somewhat biased there because I had a little something to do with that program, but I think if Andrew gets elected, I can guarantee you that a year from now, this state will not be like this. Because Andrew Giuliani, unlike Zeldin, is a committed, honest man with tremendous passion and with a work ethic of a Donald Trump or a Rudy Giuliani, not of a lazy, progressive, silly-headed Democrat progressive. I got plenty, uh, plenty else to kind of catch you up on, and we'll catch up on calls uh, 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 tomorrow. Uh, f uh, for, for example... One of the problems that we have nationally is that Biden truly lives in a, um, oh, I don't know how you describe it. What's the best way to describe it? He does the world. Now, we got a tough choice to make, and I'd love to hear, and if you can't call me today, call me back tomorrow on this, because we got a tough choice to make. We have a president who is clearly now, and you must admit, he clearly doesn't know what he is doing. Now, that is just, forget uh, Harris and how bad Harris is, but Harris would be worse. I don't know if we get to make that choice under, under, the, uh, under, under the Constitution. I think when we have a president that is incompetent, the president's got to be taken out. I mean, it's one thing to be a little lazy or not have the right instincts or... And then it's another to, you know, f fall while you're going up the steps and fall on your bicycle and not know who your wife is and uh, get every state you're in it confused. And every single one of those things, by the way, if it was only one thing, would be, would be normal. Normal. Everybody does one of the – you just don't do five of them a day. You don't have to be, you know, hidden from the press. Like, uh, and you don't have to have a staff that's walking around like worried that you're going to answer questions and say something devastatingly stupid. I mean, I, I, the guy's got a little button there that could blow up the world. We've got him in office. I just, I just, I just don't think here we can play politics. The politics being, oh, we like. Uh, I don't even know why we do. We like him better than Harris. Exactly why do we like him better than Harris? I mean, I don't know what Harris would do. So, I think that what I'd like to do if we're all communicating is to do uh, number four, which is Biden telling us that we're going to have a second pandemic. 
We do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. Doesn't it sound like he wants a second pandemic? I can only believe he wants a second pandemic because uh, they can do the same things they did with the first pandemic. They can change all the election rules illegally. They can try to do vote by mail without identification. And uh, they can uh, uh, change uh, rules by executive order uh, when they're supposed to be changed by the state legislature under the Constitution of the United States. Uh, The only difference is if we had a second pandemic, I think uh, he and the Democrats would be thrown out of office even more. They'd be blamed for it, just like the way they tried to blame the Republicans for it. Well, we will take a short break, and when we come back, we will come back with the mayor's final words. The Rudy Giuliani Show. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. Well, I was almost the mayor, having lost in the campaign to Eric Adams, although I was so proud to have the support of uh, Michael Mbaricic. Uh, as you know, Rudy Giuliani and his son, Andrew Giuliani, now running for the Republican nomination uh, to take on Kathy Crime Wave uh, Hokum. Hokum because she's full of nonsense. Uh, I was honored to sit next to Rudy last night at the Kodiak Center, a packed audience. Newsmax uh, just really put on a great debate. Uh, the um, commentator and host was Eric Bowling. He dealt fairly with all four candidates, but it was clear at the very end, if you happen to have seen it, each of the four Republican candidates had an opportunity to say that whoever would win or lose, they would support the winner. And it was clear, declaratively. First, it was Harry Wilson said, yes, he would support the winner on June 28th. Then it was Andrew Giuliani, declaratively, yes, I will support the winner of the GOP primary on June 28th, then Rob Astorino. But uh, Congressman Lee Zeldin would not say he would support the winner. He continued to go in every different direction. Eric Bowling, the host, had to say, well, will you support the winner? And it went on for a minute, a minute and a half. He was being booed unmercifully. And I got to tell you, the audience was divided into quadrants. So you had the Rudy Giuliani, Andrew Giuliani supporters to the left, the Trump supporters. Then you had uh, uh, Wilson supporters and Astorino supporters in the middle. On the far uh, side were the Zeldin supporters. The Zeldin supporters, when they left, many of them were almost apologetic. As I was walking out with Rudy Giuliani and some of the other supporters of Andrew Giuliani, as to the performance of the man that uh, they wanted to be the Republican standard bearer against uh, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. And he was just immature. He wasn't able to take any kind of criticism. Uh, Wilson was giving him and taking. Rob Astorino was giving and taking. Andrew Giuliani was giving and taking. But I will tell you, I tell you, all three of them were gentlemen up there. They took their hits from Lee Zeldin. But every time Lee Zeldin was criticized, it was almost like um, it reminded me. And when I was younger and I would go to the uh, playground 
and the parkey would lend you the basketball and say at the end of the day, you got to return the basketball. It's almost as if Lee Zeldin did not want to return the basketball. He was uh, hemming and hawing. He had a hissy fit, a complete meltdown. He was an embarrassment to the state GOP. I, I also can tell you that I didn't see any of the state GOP leaders who were supporting uh, Congressman Zeldin in that audience in Rochester. In fact, uh, you would have thought since Langworthy, who has decided to hedge his bet as the state party chairman, a lot of people were upset with him because early on he tried to clear the field and deny Andrew Giuliani uh, and Harry Wilson and Rob Astorino a, an opportunity to uh, run against uh, Congressman Zeldin. Um, Langworthy, the state uh, party uh, chairman GOP, uh, actually supported an effort by Zeldin to knock all three of them off the ballot, even though each and every one of them, Andrew Giuliani, Rob Astorino, and Harry Wilson, collected more than enough signatures to qualify. So I would have thought that Zeldin, who had the uh, GOP support of Langworthy and county chairman, that they would have been uh, packing the rafters. They were not. And I think they know deep inside their souls that they have a very, very flawed candidate who lost the first debate at CBS, uh, hosted by Marcia Kramer. He had a complete meltdown there. Lost the second debate at Spectrum headquarters, New York won. He had a complete meltdown. In fact, stormed off the stage, would not even shake Harry Wilson's hand, although he shook Rob Astorino's hand couldn't shake Andrew Giuliani's hand because, remember, Andrew was denied an opportunity to be in both studios at CBS and New York One, they claimed, because he wasn't vaccinated. Even though at New York One, he had done an interview with their lead anchor, Pat Kiernan, seven weeks before, knowing that he was not vaccinated, signing papers to that effect. It was clearly an anti-Giuliani move by CBS and an anti-Giuliani move by Spectrum. But thank God, Newsmax, they welcomed everybody on stage. The audience appreciated hearing from all four candidates at length. And clearly, Lee Zeldin was not up for prime time. The guy has no self-control. He had a complete meltdown. He lost the crowd in that audience, he lost his own supporters. Zeldin's supporters walked out in disbelief, apologizing for the performance of their candidate, for that complete meltdown. All I can do is hearken you back to when I was running for mayor in the Republican primary. And I actually volunteered in one of the debates. And I said to Fernando Mateo, who's not been seen uh, since I crushed him, uh, never did a concession speech, never uh, called up and said, uh, the the best man won. No, no, he's been MIA. I remember saying on the stage that, Fernando, as much as we disagree, you're still better than any of the Democratic candidates. If you should happen to persevere and win the Republican mayoral campaign, I will endorse you. I will campaign with you. He would not return that. He did a Lee Zeldin. He had a hissy fit. He did the bob and weave. And look, when all is said and done, I have said time and time again in support of Andrew Giuliani, side by side with Rudy Giuliani as I've been every step of the way. 
We will unify and support the Republican winner of the GOP gubernatorial campaign because we have to save our state and stem the exodus to Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Texas, Tennessee, and Georgia. The exodus continues at a rapid rate. And we've got to convince people to improve, not to move. And the only way you do that is with solid Republican leadership. I hearken everyone back in a call for unity when all is said and done. To the 12 years that George Pataki was governor, we didn't have any of these problems at the state level. No corruption. He didn't have to resign. Look at look at what's happened with the Democrats. Back to back. Spitzer. And then all of a sudden, Andrew Cuomo. It's just been rife with corruption. And Kathy Hochul also has shown her corrupt ways early on in her administration. And then we had Rudy Giuliani, no doubt the greatest mayor in the city of New York in our lifetime, who took this city in 1992, and I campaigned every step of the way with Rudy in 88 when he lost barely to Dinkins, 92 when he barely beat Dinkins. But remember, he inherited a city, 2,000 murders a year, 5,000 shootings. The murder capital, crime capital of America, like Chicago is now, and turned it in eight years into America's safest large city, all because that was his primary focus. So Republicans will rally round the candidate. But let's just remember, Rudy Giuliani saved our city. And now I believe I can speak on behalf of Rudy Giuliani, Mike Humbadichich, We need his son, Andrew Giuliani, to save New York State. But please, get out and vote. Early voting has been dismal. Primaries, generally, there's a poor turnout. So if you want to save New York, you got to get out and vote June 28th. Vote for your Republican candidates, but especially if you want a crime-free New York State, vote for the son of America's number one crime fighter, Rudy Giuliani.